Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning once again, everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Mike Kitrowski. I'm here with my co-host, Amanda Ellerkamp. We're broadcasting live from uh, Trinity High School, the Commons area, the Fisher Commons area. And uh, you will hear the students coming in, uh, uh, getting settled for class. Uh, but uh, we love to come here to Trinity High School. I just want to thank the administration and staff for the welcome. And, uh, well, good morning, Amanda. How are you? I'm well, Mike. Thank good. you for asking. Yes. How are you? Um, I am blessed. I am blessed just like you, Amanda. And, uh, you know, you came in this morning. Uh, no wind this morning. No wind out there. and uh, But the wind might be it's, coming it's up coming, strong. Yes, it's, it's coming, I think. It's yeah. Hold on to our papers as we leave today. I think it's going to be windy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, folks, just like we do in all our live broadcasts, we start off with prayer. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we pray today that we will yield our spirit completely to you, that you may use us as you please. We pray that you will provide us opportunities to show people how much you mean to us. Give us discretion to know what to say, how to say it. Make us bold enough that we may proclaim salvation cheerfully and joyfully. We pray that the seeds you allow us to plant will grow and mature. We pray that you, Father, will water the seeds that you allow us to plant today. We are for, forever grateful for the cross. May we proclaim it in a contagious way today and always. And we ask this through our intercession of, the, of our Blessed Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, the Lord is, is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, women and, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, we got a great show lined up. Uh, first of all, we have uh, Coach Grin Greg Grinsteiner, uh, the head basketball coach and athletic director. Then we'll uh, go to the uh, fine arts uh, side of things with the choir director, Sandy Tibor, coming in. Uh, the last uh, hour, we'll have Father Josh Eli on from the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. And then we'll uh, also have Beverly Everett from the Bemidji Symphony Orchestra, along with the uh, uh, cleanup hitter Sue McLaren, McLernan, star of the North Maternity Home in Duluth. So uh, a full slate of guests and subjects. Uh, thank you again for joining us uh, on Real Presence Live. Um, I'd like to welcome my good friend and uh, longtime veteran coach and educator here at Trinity High School. Good morning. Coach Greg Grinsteiner. Morning, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Uh, you know, we set up here. We've come, been coming to Trinity High School about about three years. Uh, every morning, I come. You come in. I can report this. I hope uh, the, the administration is hearing this. That you're always here about 7:05 a.m. every morning, 
You start, uh, I'm sure you're on the phone with athletic director uh, duties, uh, and then you teach, uh, teach math. You, you get an hour off, you go back to your athletic duty, athletic director duties. But anyway, welcome, Greg. Uh, and uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for those listeners that don't uh, know you? Well, I grew up in Dickinson. Uh, I am a Trinity grad. I graduated in 1982 um, from Trinity High School. I actually went to uh, Jefferson Elementary here my first uh, five years of schooling, and then my parents gave us all of our kids. Uh, I have four of the siblings gave us the opportunity, if we wanted to, to go to Catholic schools or public mm-hmm. schools. And we, with the encouragement of our grandparents, uh, chose the Catholic schools and um, stayed with it. Uh, it was a great experience for us. I graduated from Dickinson State. I originally intended on going to an, in accounting, uh, much like my dad did. Um, and then I started coaching, and a little bug caught up in me about uh, I had more fun being around kids than uh-huh. trying just to crunch numbers all the time. So that's why I became a, a math teacher and, uh, and a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, a, and, a, and a darn good one, Greg, uh, uh, both coaching and edu- as a math teacher. I know I've visited with uh, college uh, uh, staff around the state, and uh, they comment that we know when uh, Greg Grinsteiner's students are in class because they, they know their stuff in math. Uh, so thank you for, for uh, your dedication uh, to Catholic schools, to Trinity High School. And uh, so, uh, Greg, can you tell us, uh, uh, you, you know, you... Uh, I've known you most of your life, so, <laughs> and I know uh, your family, you raised uh, good kids, uh, good faith-filled kids. Um, you and Carol uh, are, are strong faith, uh, a strong faith couple. Uh, how has that, uh, you know, shaped you in, as an educator and a coach? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing, I, I really um, see so much in education, faith, and, and coaching. It all goes together. I mean, just the simple fact that, you know, you start out and you, you think you know everything. You know, when I was an educator and early on in my coaching career, I thought I knew everything. And now that I've been around for 35 years in teaching and 40 years coaching, it's like I don't know anything. And you have to learn how to swallow your ego a little bit. And I think you, you need to rely on other people. And I think that's where faith comes in. You know, and you, if you don't have that faith aspect to, you know, what you're going to do, uh, it, it's pretty hard to you know, to make a difference in kids' lives. I mean, I think that that's one thing that I think is really, really important is you got to believe, and you got to believe in the people that are around you. If you surround yourself with good people, and I've been fortunate in this uh, school system to be surrounded by a lot of very, very good people, a lot of people that I consider to be mentors, mm-hmm. um, and we're, cons- you know, constantly hiring um, young teachers that coming in that are very, very good, that have that same energy that I saw, our, you know, myself with when I was a long time ago. Um, but I, I think that's it's, it's very important that you have to start there with a with a basis and a foundation. And once you have that, it's pretty easy to to sell. I mean, coaching and teaching, you got to sell your kids on mm. what you believe in. And if you do that, it makes that that trust factor so much better, so much easier to get across what you want to get to your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can echo what you're saying, Greg, from the years in the classroom. Right, the um, the kids have to know that you care and you want the best for them and you get that buy-in like you talked about you know kind of hooking and selling to them and i i assume that it's the same way when you're coaching them right they have to know that well you want the best for them 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and nowadays, you know, it, it, it gets more difficult because of so much access with social media and stuff. You know, kids can see everything. They'll come into the classroom and they'll talk about, did you see what happened last night's game or NBA college? And everybody wants to emulate the professional stars and somebody that's above you. And it's like, you know what, you guys? You know, I, I know that's everybody's goal deep down that you want to someday be in the NFL or the NBA or whatever, but at the same time, uh, we want you guys to be good people. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. If you can become a good person, you're going to go a long way. I mean, that's have, have faith in yourself, have faith in what you're doing, and then, you know, go out and do it. You know, that, that's one of the things that I think we build our, our programs here with is, you know, our coaches, first of all, have the caring for the kids. And if you have that, like you said, the buy-in with the show that the kids that you're going to care um, it, it's a lot easier. Everybody wants to be the star, but you got to get those kids that are that are the role players as well. And I think that's the same thing as, you know, with faith. Not everybody's going to be the person that gets up in front of the mass and is going to sing or read or whatever. But getting into the pew, I think, is a huge thing. Just you got to get that start right away. And if you get that start, same with coaching. If you get those kids out on the court, you get them to buy in. Pretty soon, you got something that really you get a spark that's lit, and then you go from there. What? Well, uh, Greg, you touched on this, and uh, this is something. If you're just joining us today, uh, we're uh, broadcasting live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's in the Diocese of Bismarck on the western edge. And uh, we're visiting with uh, Coach Greg Grinsteiner, longtime coach and athletic director here at Trinity High School. And we're talking about uh, uh, athletics and what that means to, uh, to young, uh, young men and women that uh, work so hard in that area and what what it's all about and uh, Greg you you mentioned uh, this uh, <clears throat> uh, a little bit just a few moments ago you talked about uh, making them good good people uh, and as as you start every every season you know you present goals to these uh, young men in your case young men and uh, coaching basketball and and you uh, uh, you talk to them about goals and objectives. And I'm just taking a shot here, but <laughs> goals, obviously, you want to win. The, you want to win. You want to win the uh, uh, conference championship. You want to get to the playoffs. You want to win, this, uh, you win a state championship. That's a, that's, that's a goal. But objectives, uh, can you talk about that? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you simply want them to be better men and young men and women. That's exactly right, Mike. I mean, they keep, you know, they keep score for a reason. They they time everything for a reason, and that that's that's where the competition comes into play. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're done competing, you're not going to do it all your life. Um, I, I think one of the goals that we really have, and I've learned from some very very good people that were mentors of mine, and um, I'll go back to John Wooden because he's the first one you heard talk about was servant leadership. You know, and and he was talking always about. You know, you're going to be the one, maybe the best player on the court someday, but there's always somebody that's better than you, somebody that's bigger, faster, stronger than you. How are you going to deal with that? Um, when you go out and compete with somebody, you know, you can have that rivalry all the time, but when the game is done, when the competition is done, how are you going to treat each other? You know, um, one of the goals that we have in our program is every time you go on the road, uh, the locker room is left cleaner than when you when you got there, ah. and I think that's very very important. I mean that, that that sends a message. How you walk into somebody else's school, how you're treating them. Are you, you know, you walk into somebody else's school that maybe is a big rival of yours. Are you, how are you treating them? How are you are you bad mouthing them? Are you doing things like that, or is there respect 
I mean, and I think that's a bit, that's a big thing. It's part of athletics, and I think sometimes in society nowadays we get a, we're getting away from that. And I, th- I think it's 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 hard to get kids to you know really um, I don't want to say you know buy back into, it, but the values that are you know everybody is consumed with you know the almighty dollar and all this stuff. But what what are the values that you're going to have when you take out of you, you're done with your schooling when you go have your own family. But how is that going to relate? And I think that's where athletics comes into play because it teaches you that you have to sacrifice. You have to have discipline. You've got to be able to say, you know what, I'm not the I'm not the number one person. When you get the job, you might start at the bottom of the rung, right. you know, and at the bottom of the ladder and you have to work your way up. And I think people don't realize it anymore. Everybody wants to start at the top and just have the easy way out. So um, that, that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on, and I think that's, you know, the wins and losses are secondary. They take care of themselves if you take care of the little things that go into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really having that <coughs> bigger picture view, mm-hmm. you know, and even when you talked about of working in, you know, you get them on the court and, and get them the buy-in of that buy-in to those life values that you're trying to teach them as well, that everybody has something to contribute in a different way, like our faith. Uh, and, and getting there, is there, I assume, you know, you talked, about a couple times now of social media and the, and the culture um, of some of the, the changes you've seen in working with mm. the student athletes over the years. Well, I know one of the things that I, I really challenge our kids, I go back a couple years and, you know, we, we were sitting before a varsity game and our, our whole varsity team was watching the JV game and they're all on their phones. And we came in after the game and we said, you know what, you guys, uh, here's what I saw. And I have a picture of them. And I said, how is this going to help us when we're getting ready for the game? Well, it's really not because we're not communicating with each other. And I said, you are communicating. You're just communicating in a different way. You're not saying that, hey, you really care for that person. How are you going to trust each other when you get onto the floor? And, and then they, our captains came out and said, hey, we're going to have a pack before the game. Uh, we're not going to be on our phones. We're putting our phones away. And I think that's, you know, nowadays some of the things that we're missing out of with so much social media, it's easy to sit behind a screen and, Hit, sit behind a screen and type anything you want, it's harder to look at you face-to-face and have a conversation. And I think that's one thing that kids are missing. I, that's a lesson that, that my grandpa uh, taught me a lot of years ago. He just said, you know what, and, and I'd love to go back and have a conversation with him right now because a lot of things, you know, back when you were young, when you knew it all, you know, you didn't want to have those conversations. Now I'd give 10 minutes to have a conversation with him because he was very, very wise, had a lot of wisdom, and, and he, put it, he put it in a way that... Um, made me he challenged me and i never knew it growing up that he was challenging me to become a better person that way and and i think that's a special part of you know when you start talking about the family bond with athletics and the family bond of faith that's why those things are so intertwined Mm -hmm. well folks uh, we do have to take a break here uh uh, we're visiting with the coach greg grinsteiner uh, from trinity high school and uh, we will be right back after this uh, break don't go away Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA. Or 
make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for staying with us this morning on Real Presence Live. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp here with Mike Kitarowski. We are broadcasting live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota, from the beautiful Fisher Commons at Trinity Junior High and High School. We're joined uh, this morning with our first uh, live guest here, Mr. Greg Grinsteiner, uh, math teacher, athletic director, and boys basketball coach here at Trinity High School. And we've been visiting about the kind of intertwined role of faith uh, in athletics that Greg has experienced both in the classroom and as a coach. Uh, Greg, you mentioned one of your... Um, your role models, uh, mentors in a way, John Wooden, uh, in his role of servant leadership, which really spoke to me because um, somebody who I would name as role model is Sister Thomas Welder, God bless her soul, mm-hmm. who just passed away, um, who also servant leadership was really a, a phrase she coined at the University of Mary. Um, and, and that too, I see in her that, that buy-in that she had with students that you've been talking about. So I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit more about that vision of servant leadership um, for you in your life and your in your role as a coach and as a teacher well I think the you know the, the, the biggest thing when I start talking about you know being a coach is kids they they're looking for some sort of leadership and, and you come in and you talk about the classroom uh, athletics is an, ex- an extension of the classroom I mean we just don't quit the education part of it when the 320 bell rings we continue on with okay, these are our expectations, you need to be on time, you need to have this prepared, you need to be ready to go when we start talking about practice. But it goes a lot deeper than that. I mean, you talk about your support group that you have. You know, when you, when you go into a season, um, you actually, in, as an athlete, and being there before playing both uh, in high school and in college, you, you have to, um, you want to be 
prepared, but you have to have that group around you that's going to say, hey, we have your back no matter what happens. And, it, and it's tough. I mean, there, there's tough lessons in athletics. I mean, you're going to have times where you're going to deal with kids where um, they're having a bad day. You don't know why. All of a sudden you find out grandparent passed away. Um, you get that call on Saturday morning, hey, one of your uh, student athletes made a poor choice. Um, how are you going to deal with it? And, you know, and then you sit down and you start talking about, hey, you made a poor choice. You know, I'm not going to sit there and, yeah, am I disappointed? Yep, but we've all made poor choices. It's how you react to it after the fact. And, you know, you, you talk about being a servant leadership. With servant leadership, that's where you come into play, where it's, it's more than just the X's and O's. It's what you're going to get to these kids to bring out the best in them. If they know that you are in their corner, um, most kids have been to that point where they, they really respond to it. And, um, you know, I, the one thing that I've, I've learned a lot when you start talking about servant leadership is you have to coach every kid. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to coach every kid differently, but you need to coach every kid. You can't just go out there and say, okay, these are my best kids. I'm going to coach these kids. You've got to coach some kid from he might be the lowest kid on the freshman team all the way up to the, your best kid on the varsity team because – you know, being around long enough, um, you've got those kids that have their role and they buy into that role. You need that defensive kid that's going to come in and do things for you. You've got to have that kid that is going to be a screener for you. You've got to have this. Um, whatever their specialty is, you can bring that out of them. All of a sudden, now you start putting those parts together and you have something special. And that's what we talk about, buying. And the same thing happens in the classroom. You know, I don't care if you're, you know, a lot of times we, we, we as teachers, I think we, we think to our, we teach to our <clears throat> kids that it comes easy to but what are you doing for that kid that's struggling a little bit how are you going to get to that a little bit more motivation get them you know being a math teacher i find that all kids come into class from like, i don't like math okay but you're, you're going to use it you're going to use it every day of your life every day of your life yeah. <laughs> exactly you know so it's a challenge and i think it's a fun challenge i mean i think that's one thing that you're not in education as long as you are unless you love being around kids and i think manda you know that as well it's 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 a special thing when all of a sudden you can see the lights come on for a kid when all of a sudden you have that kid that, you know, five or ten years out of school, they come back and they write you a note and say, thank you for doing something for me in my life. You never even expected that. You thought you did anything for that kid, and all of a sudden you have. So I, I, I think that's one of the one of the very special things about being in education. Uh, you have that opportunity to touch kids every day. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Mike, and just being able to, like you said, connect with every kid and, and meet them where they're at. You know, mm -hmm. you and I are both parents also, and you know, mm -hmm. you, you parent every kid yep. differently because you got to meet them where they're at in that same way with, with teaching and then, you know, with, mm -hmm. with coaching of what is going to get that that kiddo to, to buy in, mm -hmm. you know, to that. And that's a really, I think, beautiful thing, the gift that we have here is we can intertwine our faith with that, that mm -hmm. we can um, talk to the kids and, and as a as a child of God, you know, as a son or daughter of God, and we can meet them and meet them in that way. Um, and I can just tell as you're talking, you know, that you obviously you said you don't stay with coaching or teaching this long if you if you didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if you didn't enjoy going to work every day at, at 7.05 a.m. or whenever Mike said he saw you coming in, you know. Yep. So what would be, if you could identify some of the rewards that you've experienced from having these relationships with, with your students and your student-athletes over the years? Um, I think one of the big things that, you know, I've noticed is you see how they may take lessons that you have taught them uh, and how they apply it to their own life. You know, it, it, it's really uh, enjoyable for me to, you know, I, I, I've had, I've experienced, 
you know, the highest of highs winning a state title. I've experienced the lowest of lows in my first year when we didn't even make it into the tournament where we got beat in a play-in game and stuff. And you're you're dealing with all kinds of different levels of emotion with kids and, and how you learn how to handle it. And one of the things that I've had to learn how to do is, you know, tell a kid, hey, I was wrong. You know, I, I, I uh. remember doing that. That's, that's difficult for an adult to tell a, a student that um, – you were wrong with something. Then all of a sudden they look at you like, are, are you crazy? Nobody's <laughs> ever said that to me before. Yeah. And it's like, but, you know, I think that when, when you have somebody come back to you and say, you know what, you made a difference in my life. Uh, I, I remember having <clears throat> conversation, excuse me, with, with a couple kids that came back for a reunion. And they're yeah. like, you know, do you remember when this happened? I'm like, um, yeah, I do. And then I was, I was a little worried about it and stuff. And he said, you don't know the change that you had on me when, uh, when you did that. Cause your expectations of me were not even close to what I had of myself. And they just said, you pushed me to another level. I never thought I could get to. And I think that's one of the really rewarding things. Does it happen with every student? Absolutely not. But you're going to have those good days, bad days. You're going to have days when you, uh, uh, you know, affect a student's life And the next day it's, you know, I didn't do such a good job. I got to go back to the drawing board and see how I can make this better. So I, I, I've learned through the years, you know, the communication part is really, really important, especially, you know, like I said before, nowadays with all the social media, you got to be able to have a conversation with the kid. And if you open up yourself to them, they kind of get an idea that, hey, you are there for them and they're, they're going to respond to you. Folks, if you're just, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're broadcasting live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota, from the Diocese of Bismarck, and uh, I'm Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with uh, co-host uh, Amanda Ellerkamp, and uh, we're visiting with uh, Greg Grinsteiner, the coach, longtime coach, head basketball coach at uh, Trinity High School, athletic director, and outstanding math teacher. And uh, speaking of outstanding math teacher, I... Uh, uh, you had uh, all four of my children, uh, either in the classroom or on the field or in the court, and and uh, you know they uh, they comment uh, on the the values that you instilled in them, uh, Greg. So I just wanted to thank you. You know, you've been doing this for you know you started age. I'm not going to say age, but 40 18. years. <laughs> okay, you, you said it. okay. So 40 years in coaching. 35 in in the classroom you've touched so many lives in such in so many right ways greg and uh, you know i'm just i'm just curious you know and at the end of the day you sit back and you know you look back and the thousands of kids that you've touched and uh, that's got to be uh, what what goes through your mind can can you uh, give us a, a comment there well i i look back at the people that really affected my life and I, I think it's kind of you always talk about paying things forward I think that's yeah. something that we have to do I mean I, I look yeah. at the people that came before me I, you know I mentioned my my grandpa I, you know my parents obviously had a big effect my sport group my own family I mean my wife has allowed me to do yeah. this um, she's the one that supported me when I decided to become a head coach um, I had actually turned the job down three different times, and she says, you know what, just do it. I'll and, you know, we have four small kids at home, yeah. and all of a sudden now when you have four small kids, and she's the one that's doing, you know, all the sacrificing. I'm the one that's getting, you know, talking on the radio or whatever, but she's the one that's sacrificing right. it all. And, and she doesn't get enough credit for that, and I, I really appreciate that, you know, the things that she's allowed me to do. And then I look at the people that I've had around me. I mean, I look at the 
coaches and teachers that I've had, you know, whether it was, you know, Dinah Regal a long time ago. Uh. She was a math business teacher here when I was in high school. I look at uh, coaches, Dale Smith, Tom Sturdivant, um, Dan Smeeker from Bismarck St. Mary is what an effect he's had on my life, you know, just talking to him. And, and Ken Keller, the guy I took over for, I mean, wh what else can you say about him? I mean, he was the face of Trinity High School for every year that he was here. And, and I, I look at those different people and just say, you know what? What would they be thinking about me right now? And that takes you to the face aspect about, you know, everybody always says, what would Jesus do at this point and uh, stuff? It's like, yep. what would these people do if they're, you know, you're in their situation? And I've learned to take a step back and ask for more advice and think about what those people would do. You know, and I think that's important. Yeah, I love that. The interplay of, you know, what you've learned from others internalizing that and passing that on to your students too is you know we talked about as students come back and say you know things that impacted them that maybe you didn't even realize you know and being able to plant those seeds and and see where those are going to go whether it's you know something in in math you know like mm -hmm. hey i know how to do that now or you know a, a life lesson you know in in inter twining that with the faith of, of what they've learned um, and seeing the fruits of, you know, those those labors and those time that you put into those relationships is really a beautiful thing. I, you know, one of the things I have to comment on, because I'm Adam Mere on the same wing and with Kathy, you know, on, on the same, I'm, I'm the <laughs> Father, Father Smith and Mere kind of done with all the ladies up there, but it's kind of fun to, <laughs> it's kind of fun to see the interaction between the teachers and the, you know, and I'll, I'll call it the home ec wing or facts wing or whatever, Facts, a religious wing, uh, intertwined with the math guy over there. But you know the inter the how the interaction between the kids when you see them out in the hallway, all the teachers are out there except for me because I'm behind my desk all the time. But they're you know high fiving kids, talking about how the swimming meet went last night, how's play practice going, things of that sort. And you can see the excitement in the kids' you know eyes and just listen to their voice. And it's it's kind of fun to to see that happen. So. You know, again, pretty blessed with where I'm at. Uh, we're pretty lucky the school system that we have. I think they're, the people that are here are here for a reason. Uh, it, it's a it's our vocation, uh, and I think that being our vocation, I think everybody takes that little bit extra pride in what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> okay, well, uh, Coach Grin, uh, Greg Grinsteiner, thank you very much for joining us this morning, uh, carving out some time to be with us, telling your story. Outstanding job. Thank you very much for all the good you do for our kids. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, folks, don't go away. You know, we will be right back. Uh, we have some uh, exciting guests coming up. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. Sandy Tibor is in the building, ladies and gentlemen, along with a student, Brooklyn Berger, the choir president. They will be right back on What's Up in Fine Arts. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.